Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Welcome. Hi. Good morning. So good to see you. No, I can't see anyone. I can see you. And I can see you. Hey, <laughs> great job, kids. Thank you, kids. Great and job on the memory verse. Yeah, and we're getting them from everywhere. I'm loving the creativity and the, the reach that we've got with our memory verses. I hope you're taking them in and really absorbing these, these scriptures because they are powerful. Yeah. And we've got another one for you today. Yes. Today. John 10.10. 10. Yes. This is Jesus responding to um, talking to the disciples. And he, he said to them that a thief only comes to steal, kill and destroy. He says, but I've come that you'd have full life, life to the full. And we've yeah, got it there. That's, it. that's the version there in the NIV. Um, and that's the difference between the, the enemy and Jesus. Enemy. Yeah. I, I yeah. love it in the Passion Translation because it actually says to slaughter, to... Um, <laughs> It's really descriptive in there, what wow. the enemy does. But Jesus has come to give us fullness, abundant life, to overflowing, it says. So I love that. Ooh, ooh. Very good. Do you want to pray? Yeah. Let's kick that off. Yeah. It's a little bit different. We, we don't have a team around us, so it's like, yeah, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your Holy mm. Spirit moving right now. Father, I just thank you for, for us being vessels and conduits of your Holy Spirit, and we just... We ask for your anointing as we speak. We ask for your Holy Spirit to cause revelation and wisdom mm. to flow. Um, Father, we just thank you right now for each home, each individual, each family. Father, that your Spirit will speak to them and identify things where you are calling them to mm. take the next step and to push through and to, to live in that abundance of life that you came to supply us, Jesus. We give you glory, we give you yes, honour, and we Lord. just thank you from the depths of mm. our being for, for being our Saviour, for being our Lord, and for being our King. You're the best, Jesus. Yes. Amen. 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 We were talking about um, the, the heavens, the different heavens, and the, the, holy, um, <laughs> the, holy, the, the different heavens being the, the earth, the mm -hmm. cosmos that we live in, that, that heavens, the physical heavens. Then you've got the principalities and powers and the authorities um, in that second heaven. Mm -hmm. It's not named like this in the Bible, but we're just sort of taking a little bit of poetic license. But most theologians, you know, agree to that. And then Paul said that he, was, he knew a man that was called to the, the third heaven. So um, if there's any more heavens, I don't know. People That's talk enough. about the seventh heaven, but um, I think three is, mm. is what we're given. But in the third heaven, so the, the authority that we have over the, the physical realm, over the principalities and powers, Jesus said, um, oh, where is, I didn't even put this one up for Jesse. He's, sorry about that, mate. But um, Jesus said, all authority, I've given you all authority over the powers of the enemy. And um, I love Chris Vallotton because he said, you know, the enemy has power, but it hasn't got authority. Mm. But we have authority over those powers. So yeah. continuing on with that today, because we were talking about how we're going to look at family, mm. um, how we do that individually, like yeah. in single life, mm. how we honor God and how we um, bring kingdom to earth in that, in that, that all um, perspective. All the seasons of life. Yeah, all the seasons of life. All the areas of life. So I just mm. wanted to go back to what we were talking about last week and where Jesus said that um, if two or more gather in my name, because mm. we, we look at it how it's just the gathering together, but it's not. It's in, in my name. He says, there I am in the yeah. midst. That's in Matthew 18, 20. Um, I am with them. 
And then in John 14, it says, For I will do whatever you ask me to do when you ask me in my name. And that is how the Son will show what the, what the Father is really like and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it for yeah. you. And yeah. so many people think that that's actually just putting the tag on the end of a prayer or a request mm. to God in, in Jesus', Jesus name. name. Amen. Mm. That's not... Even though that is powerful, Mm. that's not exactly asking in his name or gathering in his name. The the word name here means the identity, the character, and the authority of Jesus. Mm. So if you ask in my identity, you ask in my character, what he's revealed himself to be, and the authority of that. And the base word of this comes from... To know someone, to understand them fully, to and to be resolved within yourself that you can speak f- with confidence and mm. freely about that topic and about that person. Yeah, like you can speak pretty freely and openly about who I am. I, I can do the same about you because mm. we're we're intimate and we know each other. And mm. that's why Jesus said, "If you do this in my name, knowing my full character, knowing mm. my full authority, knowing yeah. and and that's a, a powerful thing to to." To understand that and to then represent that, mm. um, that's our place to do. You know, yeah. if, you, if you love me, do what I ask, Jesus mm. said. So, mm. um, yeah, I'm loving that. So good, I love that. He yeah. also said in John 15, he says, If you live in life union with me and if my words live powerfully within you, you used this last week, mm. in the, the NIV it says, um, abide. If you abide with me and mm. my word with you. But he, this one in the Passion, it says that if you live in life union with me and my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask what see this is this this intimate mm. place, this place of strength yeah. and combined yeah. will Closeness. and combined understanding mm. and that combined authority and purpose as well. You can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. Um And then he goes on to say, when your life bears abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are mature disciples who glorify my Father. Mm. We want to be mature disciples. We We want to produce good fruit. We do. So that's why it's important in all the seasons of life Mm. to realize, um, you know, that that we don't have time to waste. Yeah. Life is happening as we're we're not building up to life. So many people in the... You know, they have a child and they say, oh, we're, we're raising a child. You're not. You're, you're raising an adult because mm. they'll be an adult for longer than Sorry. they are a child. So <laughs> you're, you're actually producing a, an adult there. Yeah. You're not just producing a child because they're absorbing everything. And mm. it's important, you know, because mm. we were discussing this during the week and yeah. how to do... Um, you know, we were talking about how families, you know, to do this well and mm. represent the kingdom of heaven well mm. and to have that authority in our homes. But what about singles? What about, mm. you know, children? And, yeah. and you wanted to, yeah, touch on that now? Yes. Is that it's, a good enough segue for that you? That is a good segue. Oh, good. Nailed it's, it. It's so important. Smashed it. Uh, more in this day and age than ever that we, that we now live in um, to raise our kids to you know, to abide in Christ mm. and, and to know who they are, yep. to know who, who their heavenly father is. And, and part of raising our kids to know who they are in, in this environment where we have, um, you know, the safer schools stuff going oh, on so where, much, yeah. you know, our kids are being indoctrinated um, 
yeah. as part of the education system in you know what what is normal or what what is what politically is correct politically nowadays correct. because yeah. yeah no one so, knows what normal is anymore yeah i think it's so important that as parents we take that responsibility to educate our kids yep. in in the values that that we want cemented in their life and Do you know it's amazing i agree yeah <laughs> So there's this thing called the principle of first mentioning, which is, um, you know, how kids are so, they're like sponges. Totally. They absorb everything. And the principle of first mentioning is that the first time that you hear about something or learn about something, it becomes a foundation in your life. Mm. And it becomes the basis of what you believe about that topic. So as parents, we need to know that we're informing our our children about things like sexuality and how God yep. sees yeah. sexuality and how God sees gender so that that foundation is laid in their life so that then when they go to school and a, a teacher may say... And they're confronted you know, by all this, the new ageism. This is of, okay, that's yeah. okay, bisexual, bisexuality is okay, homosexuality is okay, this is normal, then they will actually weigh what the teacher says against what they've been taught yeah. at home, yep. what we've taught them out of the Word of God, rather than, you know, their first hearing it from school mm. or somewhere else. Oh, it's usually the <laughs> In the playground yeah, or the playground, off television yeah. or off a movie. Uh. Even Disney's making movies now with um, all sorts of uh, agendas. Yeah. You know, rep- true. representing the whole plethora of uh, options, sexual options. So kids need to really have a firm foundation, and it's our responsibility as parents yeah. to to put make sure those foundations are there. And in this day and age, even more so, we need to really um, understand and and be sober minded, be mm. alert, mm. be aware that this isn't just something that um, we can be silent about and and I don't mean silent as in you know going out and protesting no. um not silent but being not being silent as in just thinking oh that's okay I can mm. just get away w- with not having to discuss this with my children yeah, or no. and um yeah you you can't not discuss no, it no it, it it's is so vital it is so vital that we have these conversations at home mm. that we have these conversations with our kids yeah it's, it's just so important. And we need to get comfortable with talking about... Totally. ...sexuality with our kids, talking about um, gender and all the, all the things that are... They're going to confront it sooner mm. or later. Yeah. And probably sooner rather than later yeah. in, in this current climate. So... You know, God is really comfortable with our sexuality. Oh, uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> he he designed it. He's totally comfortable with it. Yeah. So I think, you know, the church needs to be comfortable talking about it. We as parents need to be comfortable talking about it. Yes. Because God is cool with it. He created, he created sexuality it. and it existed before sin existed. Totally. Yes. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. It be- did. Because God created Adam and Eve, and he said, be fruitful and multiply. This is a gift yes. from me. And, and that and whole procreation and reproducing mm. came from that. Yeah. And, um, and, and God, God was the one that gave us sex drive. Yeah. You know, gave yes. us that drive to, to desire. And mm. it's funny because it's, 
you know, you read Song of Solomon's, and mm. especially I think it's in chapter two where it says, "Don't, uh, you know, don't awaken love before it it needs to be." And mm. and the problem is in this day and age is that it, there is so much oversexualization of our children, mm. so much oversexualization of, like I've I've heard of some kids in primary school that are already saying, oh, I'm this way or I'm mm. that way. And mm-hmm. you, you think, why are you believing what you've mm. been told here? Yeah. But it's because of that first mention thing. Mm. They've been told, oh, you can choose whatever you want to choose. Yeah. But God made male and female, mm. both male and female, he made them. And it's, isn't it funny that the enemy now is trying to absolutely erode and destroy, tear apart mm. that foundation of us knowing who we are and being yeah. confident in in how God has made us? Yeah. Um, the enemy always wants to put a question mark over. Did God really our make identity you? and God's identity? Did God mess yeah, it up? Did God really yeah. say? Yeah. And yeah. And He didn't mess it up. Mm. He has done this absolutely so perfectly. Well. Yeah. There's there's fractures and there's weaknesses through. Mm. You know, humankind, um, but predominantly, our choices govern the where we go in life. Yeah, it's not so much I was born this way because, to be honest, I was born as a heterosexual, lustful um, male. It didn't come on me straight away. It wasn't until I was like twelve, thirteen that my sex drive kicked in. And mm. it's interesting that you go, you're meant to go all those years learning about life mm. and learning about your desires, learning about, did you, did you want to, because I know you've got a great line in here to, to go with that, you know. Remind me what that <laughs> line is. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to take it really quickly. You know, I was hand feeding that to you. Um, you that, know, the, the, that we're, God gave us a sex drive. Yeah, but it, we're, we're meant to, like... If you think that you've got time as a parent to wait until they're 12, 13, 14, 15 to have that discussion with mm. them about sexuality mm. and, and, and governing their appetites. No, it starts oh, yeah. very young. It, oh, yeah. she's got it now. <laughs> it she's got it now. Yeah, we, we teach our kids oh, this is gold. To, to manage their sexuality. And it to starts, manage their and lives. And to manage their lives yes. and to manage every area of their life. By teaching them delayed gratification. Come on. So that that starts when they're really little. You yes. know, when when you say to them, yes, you can have a chocolate, but you can't have it until after dinner because you can't always have what you want yep. when you want it. Some things you have to wait for. Yeah. Or, you know, you're going through the supermarket and they want an ice cream and you well, say, not, not today. Yeah. We're, not, we're not buying ice creams today. And that teaches them by by you disciplining them, and sometimes saying no to them, teaches them delayed, delayed gratification, gratification and how to say no to themselves. So that they they learn to actually govern their appetites yeah. and their desires in yeah. life. That okay, it is a good thing, but it's not for me right now. It's not now. for now. It's, and, it's for later. And mm. why we're talking about sexuality is because this really came on our hearts, mainly mm. Kylie's heart, to, to address this because um, it's such a huge area at the moment. And mm. um, and there is a lot of information. There is a lot of truths so that we can grab hold of mm. in the Word of God. So, And the reason why God gives us a sex drive when we're 13 or 14, when we go through puberty, even though he doesn't intend for us 
to actually have sex until we get married. No, it's just a torturous. Decade, like no, it's not. Possibly a decade or more later. It's not to torture. I have actually heard people say that. Why did God give it? You know, mm. it's like from 13, 14 onwards, you're in the prime, your sexual prime. Why did God make that mm. to be the case? Mm. Well, he he did it's, make it that way. He did, so that we could learn to manage it. Boom! So that we could learn to govern it. Yes. You know, so that so that we can learn to wait. Yes. And so that we can learn self-control. And fight for it. And fight, fight for, for purity. It. Fight that, for exactly. righteousness in your life. To to guard it. Yep. And to you know to keep it to protect it. Mm. Um, so that when you do get married, you have something really precious that you have kept that you have guarded, guarded yes. that you have protected, yes. that you have fought for, that you have stopped being contaminated by the world. Mm. You've stopped it you know, from being taken from you so that you can give that really precious gift to your lover on mm. your wedding night yep. and say, I have kept this for you. I have fought for this. I have protected this. I have guarded this. Yep. And it's, it's only yours. Wow. You know, and I, I was... I was thinking about the symbolism of, of a wedding ring or an engagement ring. Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when you, you choose an engagement ring, you choose a ring that's made out of gold. It's a really precious, pure metal. Yes. And it has a precious stone in it, a diamond. Very expensive metal. A diamond or another precious stone in it. Very expensive stone. Yeah. So gold is forged under pressure over time. And diamonds are created under pressure. Yep. And over, over time, time, under heat. Yep. You know, and intense and then, um, environments and, intense and atmospheres. Environment. Well, they say that gold actually was birthed, we think, in supernovas. So yeah, the explosion that's of crazy. stars, like this incredible power. Mm. It was. It was when God just. Boom, yeah. You know, like I, it's amazing. I'd, I'd love to see it when it actually took place. But yeah. There's, yeah, that that act, that act of like intense mm. power mm -hmm. to create gold, yeah. to form gold, yeah. yeah, and it's so when so valuable. So when we give that gift, it's supposed to represent, you know, the state of our soul. Yeah, Ooh, it's supposed to represent what we have guarded, what we have protected, what we have kept precious, mm. um, just to give to that one person. So imagine if, you know, you, when you proposed to me, you, you pulled out the ring and you said, you know, he, here's the ring. I'm sorry, but it's been worn by three other women. There's, you know, it's a bit tattered, it's a bit grubby, there's, there's a couple of diamonds missing. Um, but what's left of it, here you go, will you marry me? <laughs> whatever's <laughs> left is yeah. yours baby yeah that's it you know it wouldn't have been a very enticing proposal would it um no it would have been a bit of a flat moment wouldn't it like <laughs> uh, here's the because when i did propose to kylie i did it i was a genius at this you know like i i made a remote control sign and i set it up in a tree down by the river and and it was night time and i hit the button and it came up will you marry me and um her first response was where's the ring so if yeah, I had and pulled I've out, never lived it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's never let it me was forget. For, it was a, like then she wanted to see the sign, and it wasn't until way later that you went, "Oh, oh, by the way, yes." yes. And I think you'd already put the ring on your finger at that Probably, point. Probably, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah I wasn't definitely. getting it back. But it was a brand new ring. It wasn't it, a, was. it wasn't a used ring. It wasn't it, a second-hand ring no. that you that you got from the op shop, you know, that had been worn by. Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. Well, no, well, no, but it's the it's what the ring the symbolism symbolizes. Yes. And, you know, if that's the state of our soul, mm. if that's if that's what we've we bring to our lover mm. on our wedding night is I'm sorry but my soul is I've given bits of it to all these other people. And I've taken it's on a grubby, bit. And it's grubby. Uh, yeah, I'm you fragmented. Know, it's tattered, it's fragmented, but whatever's left is yours, baby. Mm. It's all yours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's I, not the way God intended no. it to be. He wanted us to be whole, you know, so that we could come to marriage whole. Yeah. So that we could And not contaminated. Yeah. That we've actually guarded it. Mm. We've fought for mm. something in our life. Mm. You know, and the thing is that if you don't fight for something, you'll lay down for everything. Yeah. Um, and that's mm. a very common statement. So yeah. to actually have an attitude about this, which is totally different to the to the rest of the world. So I'm going different. to guard this. So that this isn't something that's just mine to use frivolously. Mm. This is a gift that I offer someone else mm. so it's not just mine to use and gratify myself no. with this is actually to be used on to give to someone mm. else and to mm. and I, I love it about Jesus that God is a redemptive God yeah and that means that if you've if you've made mistakes if you've mm. you've had partners in your life mm. God is a just God he's able to forgive and yeah. he's, we've heard of people having restored virginities you know like mm. in their soul but yeah. also within their body as well so like God is a God that can do anything yeah. when we come to him sincerely mm. believing in our hearts mm -hmm. and, and being you know in in that position of repentance of turning mm. our life around mm. I'm so glad that God you know, He's a good assists God. us to repent, mm. assists us to get our lives mm. turned around, you mm. know, that he empowers us. Yeah. Mm. So it, it doesn't matter what your past, well, it does matter, but God can restore anything. God can restore. So, you know, if you struggle with sexuality, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. No. It means that you're human and God's not mad and you're not bad. Yeah. <laughs> if you've struggled in that area, God can restore, God can heal and you can do it better. Yeah. By his grace. It, it's really strange because it's a, an area that seems to have shame attached to it. Yeah. Um, and especially right at the moment, you know, we, there's there's court cases going on. There's, um, you know, inquests and stuff mm. into what, you know, the Me Too movement, that, mm. there, that was all sexual, you know, um, assaults and, mm. and things like that. And the, the whole Epstein thing that's going on at the moment, you know, where people have taken advantage of others, mm. you know, and... And stuff like that. So it's it's an important topic to talk about yeah. and to make it like as parents to be aware that we need to be training our children from a young age. Yeah. Train yeah. a child in the way that they should go, Proverbs tells mm. us, so that when they get older, they'll they keep going in that direction. It. They yeah. won't actually leave that path. Yeah. They and need they need age appropriate information. Yeah. So the sooner you start talking to your kids about everything in an age-appropriate way. Age-appropriate. Then it just becomes a natural part of how you speak as a family. You yes. don't have to then sit them down when they're 13 <laughs> and have that awkward moment where <laughs> yeah. you say, now we're going to talk about sex. Because... If, if you just 
always discuss life with them, which yeah. includes sexuality in an age-appropriate way. It's just a, it's a natural pro progression. As mm. they get older, you can discuss things with them in more, more yeah. detail, and it's just how you do life as a family. And you need to get comfortable with it as yeah. a parent because you don't want to send the message you to your kids. You don't want to vibe your kids out. Well, yeah. you don't want to send the like message you, you that You sit down with them and you're like, <laughs> okay, I need to talk here. <laughs> Oh. And it's like you do it. No, you do go, it. No, you go do it. To, your mother will start. You know, like it's so awkward, and you're sending them that message that it's a that it's an awkward it's a thing. shameful topic, and it's not, and it's not a shameful topic. No. You don't want them to feel shame about something that's not shameful. And, and when your kids come and confide in you about oh. something, just yes. you know, we just be chilled about it. Mm. Just talk to them about it. Don't overreact. Don't. Yep. Don't flip out. Don't have a nervous breakdown. When when I used to work at school as a as a chaplain, I used to have kids come and confide in me about things, mm. and I would say, "Can you talk to your mum about it, or can you talk to your dad about it?" And sometimes they would say, "I would never tell my mum this because she would flip out. She mm, would yeah. freak out. She would yell and cry and." ring my grandma and ring all my aunties and I would never tell my mum. So we don't want to be that parent No. that our kids don't feel like they can come to us and talk to us about their struggles. Yep. You know, they, they need to be able to do that so that then we, we can journey with them through yep. whatever they're and, facing. And on the same thing as not shaming, you don't want to be too frivolous with it as well and, no. just, and just open up, um, awaken that area of their life before they need to know about these no, sort that's of things. Right. And, yeah. and that's why we need to be guarded because the, mm. the whole pattern of this world, you look at ads on TV, over-sexualized. Mm. You, mm. you look at, um, you get on the internet, you just, you just go looking through, I don't know, Instagram or something mm. like that. And as a bloke, it forces pictures, mm. you know, a... a you know, if I look up motorbikes, next thing there'll be a mm. girl on a motorbike. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and and you just like everything is geared mm. to um to attract us through a core element that God has mm. placed inside mm. us and to contaminate it in a way. Mm. But God wants us to keep this pure. Yeah. God wants us to, to actually keep um these areas of our life um in track with Be his kingdom. Because it's better for us. Yes. Because he knows what's good for us and he wants to protect us from brokenness. Exactly. It's not because he's, he wants to control us or... Stop us having fun. Stop us enjoying Flippin life. Flipping heck, it, he, he, wants us he to gave enjoy us a life. sex drive. Mm. And he, if we had to, like, if you laid an egg... Do you want me to lay one? No, egg? no, no. <laughs> if you laid an egg and then we took in turns <laughs> sitting on that egg and that was the whole um, process of... Of gestation and, and, and procreation, if sex wasn't fun and enjoyable, most of us wouldn't be here. That's, the, that's the truth True. behind it. God has made it enjoyable mm. because mm -hmm. it's that union. You know, when when God took Eve out of Adam, so He took the and I don't fully comprehend this, but He took the woman side out mm. of Adam, and mm. when He presented this beautiful creature to Adam creature sorry creation to adam adam said this is woman 
because she's come out of me and, mm. and she is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. And then he starts prophesying. He gets a glimpse of God and he goes, and for this reason, a husband will leave his mother and father. There was no mother and father at this point. He was and prophesying. He was prophesying into yeah. the potential mm. of what was happening, for not just for him, but for the whole of creation. Yeah. And then they will cleave together mm. and they'll be one flesh yeah. again. Yeah. So that separation would come back to be mm. one flesh. Mm. And it is really through, um, as lovers, that you unite as that one flesh. Mm. That's the really close, intimate cleaving together. Yeah. And that's something that needs to be protected and guarded and valued. Yes. Because it can be so um, incredibly uplifting and powerful in our lives. Mm. And it can also have the same effect of being a detrimental, damaging thing when it's misused. Yeah. And, and we take advantage of it and just use our, seg um, our um, selfish mm. desires to... And that's the way the pattern of this world is to do it that way. Yeah. It's just to get what you can, take what you can, have the fun that you can, mm. you know... Yeah, cheapen it. But delayed and gratification. Yeah. Even as singles. Like yes. for teenagers and, yes. and and further on. Yeah, and that's and that's another conversation we need to have with our kids is when they are ready to start dating. Yes. Is to journey through that with them and to talk to them about how to do that well. Yes. How to guard their purity because if you know, to set them up for success. Mm. Not to just go, you know, well, you're old enough to date now, go for it. But have a conversation around how to do it well, how yeah. to guard their purity. Otherwise, it's like... Um, it's open slathering. You're not giving well, boundaries. And it's like giving them the keys to your V8 without ever giving them a driving lesson. Yep. And saying, here you go, have fun. Try not you're to, old enough try to, not drive to crash now. it. Yeah. You know. And it, Don't kill yourself. Yeah. Well, it's not even saying that. It's just like, off you go. But make a plan with yes. them. Make a plan about how to do relationships well leading, leading up to marriage. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Galatians 6. Yeah. Yeah. Galatians 6, 7 and 8. In the New Living. You going with that? In the New Living Translation. I like this. Yeah. It says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. Mm. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful yep. nature will harvest decay and death. And some versions say destruction mm. from that sinful nature. So, you know, um, some people say, well, when you're single, you've just got to sow your wild oats. But if you, if you sow your wild oats when you're, you're single, oats. Yeah. Sorry. you're going to reap some destruction yeah. when when you get married, you know, you don't just sow those wild oats and then nothing ever grows. No. It, something's going to come gonna up grow. later down the track and it's going to come back and bite you because you didn't, you didn't govern that area mm. of your life and you didn't do that, that season well. So whatever you say, sow, yep. you will reap something. And then it goes on to say, but those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life yeah. from the Spirit. Yeah. So there is a spiritual way of actually living out your your life in in yeah. family in yes. and in and, and it's a beautiful way mm. but you need to sow well yeah. so that you reap well yeah isn't definitely. that i love how god has put this so basic yeah because he needs to for me <laughs> <laughs> all of us but there's there's things that you can do in your as a single person you know that 
that really prepare you well. Yeah. Like, you know, you can use that season to really establish your identity in Christ. Yep, totally. You know, to, to really spend time with him and make sure that that, that foundation mm. of who he is and who you are is, is good yeah. and healthy while you're, while you're single. Well, and you're in those formidable years still where mm. you can actually understand and be open to God and just yeah. and receive, you know, yeah. like instead what? of be desperately looking for your other half mm. because, you know, when you're in your teens and early 20s, you know, you, you're, yeah. you're looking for someone, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the world system is, yeah, oh, you know, it disturbs me when you see parents thrusting it on their little kids, you know, oh, oh you've got a girlfriend, oh, oh you've got no. a boyfriend, you know, like yeah. five and six-year-olds and, mm. and you're setting them up for failure because mm. you're making that a priority in, your, in their life. Don't let that be the, the, the first influence they mm. hear that you need to have a girlfriend, no. you need to have a boyfriend, you know. You need to have friends and you need mm. to be a friend. Mm. You know, that's mm. what we need to be instilling in our yeah. children. Um, and you don't need to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend boyfriend until you're ready until you're ready <laughs> yeah 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 so what is God asking you to do with your time mm. you know when you're single what what can you be investing into and where and where can you be serving others because when you're single you have a lot more time yeah to serve God yes you know and you don't you don't have to wait to do all the things that you want to do you can buy a house as a Single As a person. single person, yeah. You can travel, you can study, you can yep. learn, you can grow, you can... You can cement yourself in your community hobby. and yeah. you can serve. And you, you can, can serve, you can do so many things. You can live um, such a full life. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so y it's not like you're permanently in a waiting room just because you're not married yet. No, <laughs> and, and you're not half a person because no. you're, if you're not married either. Mm. Mm. There, there's a fullness in God that... Is, is there that you, yeah. Yeah. Even Paul said, you know, like it would be better that you don't marry because then you've got all these concerns of married life and family mm. life. Mm. But he wanted to focus on God. And he yeah. says, if you really want to focus on God and on your, what your, uh, like your assignment is on the planet, then, you know, seek that out. Yeah. But there are some people that their assignment is to be single mm. and to actually do that with great joy yeah. and to serve in that area. Mm. There's other, others of us that God has called to, to marry and mm. to, I'm so glad I scored you when I was young. You know, like <laughs> we were talking about this scored the other me. night and I was just like, <laughs> oh, I'm so glad that you're my other half. My word, what else would I have Ditto. done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Romans 12, you want to talk about the pattern of this world. You know, like, this yeah. is the Passion Translation. This is the Passion Translation. And it says, Beloved friends, Romans 12, 1 and 2. What should be our response to God's marvellous mercies? Yep. I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God. Yeah. To be his sacred living sacrifices. And to live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. Mm. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Oh my goodness. But be inwardly yeah. transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation wow. of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life 
satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Isn't that awesome? Live a beautiful life, satisfying mm. and perfect in his eyes. That, yeah. is, that is heaven on earth. You know, yeah. this is what it is. And mm. that's what we're meant to have in our marriages, in our homes, in our, in our single homes, in, mm. our, in our families. Yeah. Whatever it is, we, we mm. need to be always aware that there's an enemy and there's a pattern of this world that is trying to erode and distract us mm. from what God's plan is for our life. Yeah. You know, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus yeah. said, I've come to give you life and to give you overflowing, abundant, overwhelming oh, yeah. good life. Mm. And I just love that about our mm. Father. Mm. That's His nature. Yeah. That's His heart in everything. Yeah. And um, yeah. He's hey, so good. we're almost out of time. Wow. I can't believe it's that gone went so fast. So fast. Goodness There's me. What so a much morning. more we could talk about. There though. is. And if you have any questions, <laughs> if you have any questions at all, like, please, Stephen and Kyle, I hear what you're saying, but I don't know how to even start the ball rolling on this. Please let us know because not that we've done everything right, but we've got some resource. We've, we've got access to tools and, mm. and resource and books that you can um, yep. read and and inform your children mm. with or to get some information in your own life. Yep. So, yeah. Is that cool? That's great. Oh, great job. Great job, guys. Great job, team, hey, with, the crew, with the worship and that. Um, thank you for sharing that this morning. It's not always My an pleasure. easy topic for us to, like, you might look like we're comfortable in this. I'm sweating now. Like, this is a, maybe because I'm sitting next to a hot wife. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but use, use this because, you know, Chances are your kids are in the room with you right now and you might you might have had a momentary freak out thinking, are we meant to be talking about this? this yes, is, isn't this you church? should have warned me. <laughs> you should have warned me. But hey, you know, it's all part of, of you know, opening up the conversation. This is now. So use this as a prompter. Yes. To have a family discussion. We just opened age the appropriate. door. Yep. For you to have it. This is a discussion prompter right yep. now. Go do it. So um, I remember... My uncle telling me a story, I was sitting down reading a, a Phantom comic one day and my dad was sitting there and I, I just turned to him and said, Dad, what's sex? And my uncle said, my dad just went red in the face and he's like, <laughs> and he goes, why, what do you mean? And I said, oh, they're selling these Phantom shirts here and it asks, what sex are you? And, and he goes, oh, you're male. And I went, oh, beauty. See, that, that's how beautiful, he just answered my question. Just went, oh, you're mm -hmm. male. And mm -hmm. I went, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm a male. Yes, I didn't are. know what that meant before. I had no idea the genders, uh, what that, I was young, but I love fandom comics, you know. So um, yep. if your children ask you a question, don't freak out. Just, just answer them genuinely. And if you don't know, like, if they come to you with a problem and say, hey, I've got this concern in this area, or I've got a struggle that I'm really having a hard time mm. with, just say, okay, tell me about it. Mm. And then say, so what Take do you need time. to do? Mm. What do you need to do? Don't, don't answer all that. Tell them, oh, you've got to stop this. You've got to do this. No, ask them, what do you need to do? And then you pray as a parent desperately with your partner, God, show them. Give them wisdom. Give them insight. Give them some boundaries maybe, but just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to them. It, he is the best teacher possible. And he can even teach you how to do it well as well. Absolutely. As well as well? Yes. As well too. Okay, we're finishing. 
Thank you for your time this morning. Thank you for your time this morning. If you have any questions, send them through to info at riveredgechurch.com.au. Have an awesome week, guys. We are missing you. Um, We'll see some of you this week on on live Zooms. I Mm. I forget who we're doing with this week, but it's okay. Um, Yeah, and other life group leaders will catch up with your groups uh, ASAP. Yeah. Have an awesome week. We're praying for you. Don't forget Tuesday morning, Breakthrough Prayer. Yeah. Have an awesome week, guys. Love you, Stacks. All the best. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about services or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.